the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Today, we're looking forward to sharing the day's headlines. In fact, the last couple of days and uh, in the second half of this first hour, the lighter side of the news. James Blend will join me for that. And then in our final uh, hour, The Christian Outlook, this week featuring Jeff Johnston of Focus on the Family. He'll talk about how to navigate the um, Pride Month. We'll hear from Jay Richards of the Heritage Foundation on the pace of change in the revolution, the sexual revolution. And Albert Moeller will look at why USA Today printed an article blaming Christian parents for LGBTQ homelessness. All of that coming up in the second hour of today's program. But first, some of the headlines from the last 48 hours. Well, President Trump uh, will appear in criminal court on Tuesday in Miami. Uh, The president says that he has been indicted on charges of mishandling classified documents at his Florida estate, igniting a federal prosecution that's arguably the most perilous of multiple legal threats against the former president as he seeks to reclaim the White House. The thick hazardous haze blanketing northeast uh, the northeast, disrupting daily life for millions of people across the U.S. and Canada, could persist until the weekend. That's according to U.S. National Weather Service meteorologist. The weather system that's driving the great Canadian-American smokeout, a low-pressure system over Maine and Nova Scotia, will probably be hanging around at least for the next few days, the National Weather Service Meteorologist Brian Ramsey says conditions are likely to remain unhealthy, at least until the wind direction changes or the fires get put out. Since the fires are raging, they're really large. They're probably going to continue for weeks, but it's really just going to be all about wind shift. President Biden on Wednesday vetoed the bill that would have uh, scrapped his $400 billion student loan handout and vowed he was not going to back down when the uh, when it uh, came to a veto the bill marks his fifth veto since taking office under the program announced last week biden said that he would cancel up to ten thousand dollars in student loans for people making less than one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars and up to twenty thousand dollars for students who received a pell grant that program was expected to cost the government more than four hundred billion dollars in lost debt repayment but the program was put on hold after a court blocked it the resolution approved by the house and senate was written under the congressional Review Act, which lets Congress reject an executive branch policy as long as both the House and Senate pass a resolution disapproving that policy. Well, given the mostly partisan nature of the vote in the House and Senate, it's unlikely Congress will be able to find the two thirds majority needed in each chamber to override the president's veto. The FBI decided to allow all members of the House Oversight Committee to view the subpoenaed document that alleges President Biden was involved in a criminal bribery scheme. The panel was allowed to view the document in question, an FBI-generated 1023 form, in a secure location. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer accepted the FBI's offer late Wednesday and canceled the committee's planned Thursday vote to hold the FBI director in contempt. 
He allowed all members of the committee to review the records and receive the briefing. Additionally, the FBI made two additional documents referenced in the FD-1023 available for Comer and ranking members uh, Jamie Raskin to review. Car owners looking to make some extra money can now rent them to their neighbors, Uber announced on Thursday, part of the ride-sharing company's sustainability efforts. Uber's new peer-to-peer car share option provides a platform for car owners to list their vehicles to local borrowers at hourly or daily rates. Drivers can now borrow a car when you need one, so you don't have to own one, the um, uh, leader of Uber, the general manager, said. Republican presidential candidate and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie laid into former President Donald Trump Wednesday, calling him juvenile and a baby after the latter targeted him with fat jokes. Look, he's a juvenile. He's a baby. Only children talk like that. He never said that about me when he offered me White House chief of staff, Christie told Fox News Brett Baer during an appearance on Special Report. He never said that about me when he offered me Secretary of Homeland Security twice. Never said that about me when he offered me secretary of labor. I wasn't any of those things then, he said. Look, the minute you speak out against him, Brett, uh, you know what he does. He lashes back out like a child. And if you or uh, I raising that child, we'd send them to their room, not to the White House. Following the official launch of Christie's second presidential campaign on Tuesday, Trump made multiple social media posts that appeared to mock the former governor's weight. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy appeared to issue a rare public rebuke of his top deputy on Wednesday, blaming the chaos that unfolded on the House floor on Tuesday on a miscalculation between Majority Leader Steve Scalise and a conservative member. Eleven hardline Republicans banded together to tank a procedural measure known as a vote on rules that was meant to proceed um, and uh, allow a GOP set of legislation to move forward. It was the first time a rules vote was uh, had failed in two decades. McCarthy admitted to feeling blindsided by the rebellion and explained, we put uh, different rules out there and the majority leader runs the floor. Members of the conservative House Freedom Caucus and their allies have signaled they will blockade further action on the chamber floor over anger at McCarthy for how he handled the debt limit deal struck between him and President Biden over Memorial Day weekend which passed along bipartisan lines in both the House and the Senate. Many have claimed the GOP got rolled on the compromise, pointing out that more Democrats than Republicans had voted for it in both chambers. The rebels also accused GOP leadership of exacting revenge against Clyde for his and others' attempts to block the debt limit bill from coming to the floor, to the, uh, floor of the House last week by stymieing legislation introduced by Clyde to roll back a Biden administration gun control provision. Representative Gates suggests that Speaker McCarthy needed to demonstrate his loyalty to House conservatives on Wednesday after he and a group of House Freedom Caucus members derailed the procedural vote I mentioned. Kevin can't choose House conservatives as his coalition partner on things that are messaging bills and facial and facial in nature and then choose to keep House Majority Leader Hakeem Jeffries at his coalition partner on consequential four trillion dollar decisions. Uh, Gates said he's got to be forced into monogamy with us as his coalition partner or Hakeem. And if Hakeem is his coalition partner, then we're not going to play out the failure uh, theater on stuff like we saw put on the floor this week. 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday defended sending migrant flights to California in recent days, arguing that states and cities with sanctuary policies in place should bear the brunt of the ongoing migrant crisis. DeSantis, who's running for the Republican presidential nomination, visited the border in Arizona and was asked about the pushback his state was receiving from California for sending two migrant flights uh, to the state, the sanctuary state. Um, and the state's sanctuary policies limit cooperation with federal immigration officials. These sanctuary jurisdictions are part of the reason we have the problem, because they have endorsed and agitated for these types of open border policies, DeSantis said. They have uh, bragged that they are sanctuary jurisdictions. California officials have accused Florida of exploiting vulnerable migrants and have even raised the possibility of filing criminal kidnapping charges against the Florida officials responsible. Leaders of the LGBTQ plus organizations wrecked uh, Target Corporation for stuffing its pride merchandise into the back of its stores and removing other items completely, saying its business decision caused even more damage to their community than if they hadn't uh, taken a stand at all. The massive demand letter from the Human's right, Human Rights Campaign to Target Corporation included 200 signatories asking for an apology for insulting the LGBTQ plus community during Pride Month and for the retail giant to reinstate the items. The HRC letter demanded Target release a public statement reaffirming their commitment to the community. Oklahoma authorities approved the first faith-based charter school in the country as supporters of the decision believe it will hold in the fa- hold up in the face of expected legal challenges. The Oklahoma State School Board on Monday voted 3 to 2 to approve an application by the Catholic Archdiocese of Oklahoma City to establish a St. Isidore of Seville virtual Catholic charter school as an online public charter school. Oklahoma Attorney General uh, Gentner Drummond said that public funding for the school is an issue per a public statement his office released. The approval of any publicly funded religious school is contrary to Oklahoma law and not in the best interest of taxpayers, he went on to say. It's extremely disappointing that board members violated their oath in order to fund religious schools with our tax dollars. In doing so, these members have exposed themselves and the state to potential legal action that could be costly, end quote. LaFarley pushed back saying that uh, Drummond is at odds with the Supreme Court president. The U.S. Supreme Court has said now three times in the last six years that a state does not need to fund private schools, but if they choose to do so, they cannot discriminate against religious institutions. They've been emphatic about that, so we're relying on Supreme Court precedent. Although Drummond opposes the measure, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt supports the move, and while the vote is a major win for school choice in uh, in a red state, it will likely trigger... A court showdown. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We'll take a quick break, but we'll continue our march through some of the day's headlines. And later this hour, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. And lest I forget to mention it, today's program is produced by James Blend, engineered by Sam Maupin and James Blend. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. Is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Coming up on our next couple of segments, the lighter side of the news, and then our second hour, the Christian Outlook. Well, President Trump says the most recent indictment is election interference at the highest level, slamming the Biden administration. The former president, the current frontrunner in the 2024 Republican presidential primary, was indicted on federal charges Thursday evening, stemming from special counsel Jack Smith's months-long investigation into the former president's alleged improper retention of classified records at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. 
President Joe Biden was allegedly paid $5 million by an executive of the Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, where his son Hunter Biden sat on the board, a confidential human source told the FBI during a June 2020 interview. The sources briefed Fox News Digital on the contents of the FBI-generated FD-1023 form, alleging a criminal bribery scheme between then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national that involved influence over U.S. policy decisions. The form, dated June 30th, 2020, is the FBI's interview with a highly credible confidential source who detailed multiple meetings and conversations he or she had uh, had with a top Burisma executive over the course of several years, starting in 2015. An FD-1023 form is used by FBI agents to record unverified reporting from confidential human sources. The form is used to document information as told to an FBI agent, but recording that information does not validate or weigh it against other information known to the FBI. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that an inflatable border will be installed along the Texas-Mexico border Thursday to make it more difficult for migrants to enter the country illegally. The floating barriers are expected to deter crossings at hot spots along the Rio Grande River, and the first 1,000 feet will be placed near Eagle Pass. The Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis camps are trading blows after the Florida governor's 2024 campaign debuted an AI-generated image depicting the former president hugging Dr. Anthony Fauci. It also further fuels concerns about how AI deepfakes of altered uh, video, photos and audio portraying candidates saying and doing things they did not um, uh, say or do could affect the 2024 campaign. Former CNN CEO Chris Licht was fired on Wednesday after losing the faith of the long-struggling network's liberal employees who longed for the previous regime's more partisan strategy, according to insiders and media watchdogs. He got cancel-cultured because he wanted to level the ideological playing field, said one CNN insider, while another said his departure was inevitable. Licht made it clear he wanted to dial back the left-leaning opinion programming that engulfed the network under his predecessor, Jeff Zucker. He made overtures to Republicans who had been alienated by its past coverage and fired some of its well-known liberal anchors and reporters, but Zucker-era staffers remained throughout the company. A liberal woman went viral on TikTok for saying it's hard to find masculine men who aren't conservative. And Chris Christie assesses Trump's upcoming second indictment, saying his troubles are all self-inflicted. An Asian-American with a near-perfect SAT score blames affirmative action for rejection from elite colleges. Illinois Democrat governor is limiting lawsuits against the state to come only from two heavy Democrat counties. Governor Pritzker doesn't want to be challenged. My my state line reports that on Tuesday, the governor signed a bill into law that would limit lawsuits challenging the state constitution to be brought only in either Cook or uh, Sagamon counties. The amendment to House Bill 3062 makes the counties that are home to Springfield and Chicago, the only places that the state government will hear arguments that it violated the Constitution after two high-profile cases, a challenge to Illinois' no-cash bail law and its semi-automatic gun ban, were filed in uh, the county uh, to um, Kankakee and Macon County. Senator Jason Plummer told the Center Square that the law would tilt those cases in favor of the state since Cook and Sagamon counties are heavily Democrat. 
New York City Democratic Mayor Eric Adams on Wednesday announced that the city is suing 30 counties in the state over their issuance of orders seeking to stop the uh, metropolis from sending excess illegal migrants to their territories. The city has struggled to cope with the massive inflow of asylum seekers as Texas Governor Greg Abbott continues his policy of busing illegal migrants to sanctuary cities in a bid to highlight the Biden administration's lax approach to border enforcement. Adams has faced considerable pushback from the upstate communities over his efforts to pass additional asylum seekers on to them, prompting the suit. The city currently shelters more than 47,000 migrants. As Pride Month is underway, the United States Air Force on Wednesday tweeted an image of a soldier saluting the LGBTQI plus flag. Well, it didn't go over well. Uh, Air Force Global Strike Command says that our diversity is our competitive advantage, although uniformity in military is what actually uh, is successful. So I'm not sure how this fits. Uh, John Burke weighs in more proof that the military has put their main focus on corporate agendas to appease the progressive crowd. Their recruitment numbers are plummeting, and this is the main reason. So rather than simply focus on war fighting and the like, they continue down this path that is destroying them. Sad state of affairs for the military. Well, Girl Scouts is pushing troops to participate in um, pride events and handed out special rainbow patches. It was hard for something to ruin their cookies, but uh, many are saying the Girl Scout organization is encouraging its young members to participate in Pride Month by offering a special patch for Scouts who complete a series of LGBT-themed activities. Scouts and earn the rainbow-striped uh, Pride Month segment of the uh, Multicultural Community Celebration Patch by participating in educational activities and activism. Those activities include participation in Pride celebrations and completion of the educational assignments about gay and transgender activism. A trans contestant has entered the Miss California pageant. If you haven't heard men can do anything women can do, that includes competing against females on their sports teams, giving birth, wearing dresses and sports bras, and now they can be deemed beauty queens. Monroe Lace, a man who identifies as a woman, will compete in the 2023 Miss California pageant, going up against biological women who have spent years training and participating in these pageants to qualify for the big leagues. In March, the beauty queen won the Miss San Francisco pageant, the first transgender man to be crowned in the competition, the competition's 99-year history. The 25-year-old said he feels responsible for being a role model for young children. Uh, He visits elementary schools as pageants try to evolve from their sexist swimsuit competition past. Of course, he will be wearing a swimsuit and doing everything that they've done in the past. The scary thing is their vote counts just as much as everyone else's. A new Cato poll reveals that 29% of Gen Z would allow government surveillance in their homes. This is truly 1984 stuff. The Cato Institute, their recent 2023 national survey on central bank digital currency, yielded troubling findings about younger Americans' affinity for government. Uh, surveillance within their own homes. Nearly a third of those aged 18 to 29 support the government installing surveillance cameras in every household in order to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and other illegal activity, the Cato Institute reported. 
China and Cuba have reached a secret agreement for China to establish an electronic eavesdropping facility on the island in a brash new geopolitical challenge by Beijing to the U.S., according to U.S. officials familiar with highly classified intelligence. An eavesdropping facility in Cuba, roughly 100 miles from Florida, would allow Chinese intelligence services to scoop up electronic communications throughout the southeastern U.S., where many military bases are located, and monitor U.S. ship traffic. The news comes amidst rising tension between the U.S. and China. In recent months, China has rejected a meeting between U.S. and Chinese military officials and aggressively postured its military forces in South China region, uh, leading to confrontations with U.S. deployment in the area. The U.S. um, government uh, denies that this base is, in fact, being constructed. Senator Josh Hawley took a Biden judicial nominee to the woodshed during her stint as D.C. Solicitor General. President Joe Biden's nominee, Lauren um, Ali Khan, has become the next district judge for the District of Columbia. Ali Khan uh, currently serves at the D.C. Court of Appeals. Hawley says he he always asks nominees if they've ever litigated against a religious liberty claim, to which most say no. But Judge Ali Khan has been involved in multiple cases, Ali Khan was involved in the Capitol Hill Baptist Church versus Bowser, which was a COVID lockdown case. Ali zeroed in on that policy, only targeted religious gatherings before the confirmation. The Supreme Court ordered Alabama on Thursday to create a second black majority congressional district, upholding a lower court finding that the Republican-controlled state legislature likely violated the Voting Rights Act by dispersing black voters into districts dominated by white citizens. We're going to take a break here in just a few moments. James Blend will join me. We'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. And in the second hour of the program, The Christian Outlook, this week featuring Jeff Johnson from Uh, Focus on the family. He'll talk about navigating the uh, Pride Month with youngsters. Jay Richards of Heritage Foundation on the pace of change in the sexual revolution. And Albert uh, Moeller will look at why USA Today uh, featured an article blaming Christian parents for LGBTQ homelessness. All of that coming up later in today's program. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show as we take a look at the lighter side of the news. In order to do that well, skillfully, I've invited James Blend to join me. He consented. And ladies and gentlemen, James Blend. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was probably a bit much. Your 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 kindness overwhelms me. Really? No, not really. Oh, I didn't think so. The fact that you've shown any kindness is actually what <laughs> overwhelmed me, but you know. Yeah, whatever. Um, this part of the show, we take a look at the lighter side of the news. We've had enough of the more serious stuff, so now we're going to switch over to some of the lighter side of the news. And uh, James, being lighthearted himself... Uh, is going to walk that uh, walk us through that with me. Are you prepared, James? I am mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually ready. Wow. You might be overprepared. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, this I thought was rather interesting. A nursing home is being mocked after naming itself Skeleton Court. <laughs> it was a bus stop ad blunder, but it came out Skeleton Court. Okay. What was it supposed to be? <laughs> well, let's let's see here. Well, the bosses at the UK nursing home have apologized for failing to spot an unfortunate typo. It was included on a uh, recent billboard. It's supposed to be Skelton Court. Skelton. 
Uh, it's a facility for those age 65 and older. I guess I could take up residence there. Recently published posters promoting vacancies at their residence <laughs> at Saltburn-by-the-Sea, England. Well, the advertisements featured a photograph of a young carer looking lovingly on at an elderly person with the words above, Skeleton Court Care Home. <laughs> Yeah, let's send mom and dad there. Officials didn't note the note rather the extra e that um, had been added to the word skeleton, and the billboards were subsequently erected all around the local area. So this was no small thing. One stunned man spotted the grave mistake, pun intended, on a bus stop billboard and shared a photo on Twitter. A new care home has opened up in my parents' village of Skelton. Uh, They wrote beneath the image, bold choice, uh, uh, considering the age of many of its residents, skeleton. Well, the local uh, added uh, the hashtag advertising fail. Well, the tweet quickly went viral, racking up hundreds of replies, including many from people who chimed in with their own jokes. Uh, They're short staffed and have a skeleton crew, one added. Uh, Talk about a bone of contention, said another. However, some weren't seeing the funny side of the unfortunate error. I noticed the poster as I drove past. At first, I wondered whether it was a slightly bad taste joke, said one observer. But it looks as though uh, the printers have made a typo that wasn't caught by the proprietors. Well, that can happen. But surely someone must have read them before they were put uh, put up by everyone or rather put up for everyone to see. That's uh, really quite unfortunate. Skeleton Court, it's a happening joint. I um, was involved in my niece, uh, the preparation for her wedding, and we had invitations that said we were going to have a dessert um, reception following. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow missed dessert, and it was a desert. <laughs> it was a desert reception following. I proudly printed them up, only to discover I'd made a clerical error. Fortunately, they didn't get mailed. They were repaired, but I had to, you know, replace every single one. And they were um, invitations that had to be assembled by hand. So it was quite an undertaking. I just thought we should just have the reception in the desert, but yeah, I think in my, well. I think in my, if I remember right, I could remember this wrong, but uh, I feel like in my wedding program, we thanked a fiend. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> These things happen. Yes, they do. Oh, well. What about this one? Uh, It's not fun in games. A teen in China drained her family's life savings on video games. Life savings. $64,000. Buying a whopping $64,000 worth of uh, pay-to-play mobile entertainment. Whoa! Yeah, Gong Yuang, uh, mom to the high-rolling 13-year-old, had no clue her daughter was charging her debit card until receiving a phone call from the school, according to a local news source. The worried phone home uh, prompted Yi Wang to check her bank account, realizing her balance uh, was now a measly seven cents. She reportedly discovered that her teenage daughter went on a five month spending spree from January to May, which totaled an estimated sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars on game accounts and nearly thirty thousand in in-game purchases. I never thought a 13-year-old could do this, she told the local television outlet. I am in a daze. My head feels like it's going to explode. But Yi Wang's daughter told Elephant News that she wasn't aware where the money came from or the tab she racked up. She just knew her mom's bank account was linked to her cell phone. 
you know, money just kind of is there. Plug in the card, money comes out, you get what you want. She apparently deleted transactions and messages to hide the evidence from her parents. Uh, The younger also gifted funds to jealous classmates wanting to play after they they hounded her for cash. So she was quite generous with her parents' money. If I didn't send it to them, they would bother me all day, the sorrowful teen said. If I told the teacher, I was afraid that the teacher would tell my parents and that my parents would be angry. That's putting it mildly, I suppose. Well, Yi Wang, who's the mother, is now trying to scourge up the money lost to her child's gaming habits, saying she's requested refunds from a number of platforms, but has yet to receive any funds thus far. In recent years, China has attempted to curb children's addiction to online gaming by limiting their game time to three hours a week. That started in 21, with many of the country's younger generation glued to their devices. The government introduced Internet addiction camps meant to treat those with an Internet addiction disorder. My guess is this 13-year-old might be making an appearance. Very, very possibly. I mean, it, it, these might, with the, the microtransactions or what they call them, uh, they, I mean, it, it, it's so easy to get looped into them. Yeah. I, I don't deal with them very often because I don't do a whole lot of gaming on my devices, but uh, the uh, you know, I make sure that my passwords and codes to be able to do that is well out of my daughter's reach and there have been a couple times like oh 99 cents i could do that um and then i realized oh i've just spent six bucks yeah and i just kind of go is this game even worth six dollars and usually not and i i stop but not everybody has that level of self-control and, yeah, especially and, and even 13. i don't always have that level of self-control <laughs> but a 13 year old yeah that's that's a nightmare right there yeah it is Well, this fellow says that he's obsessed with the Titanic and his collection includes 1,560 VHS tapes. Near, far, wherever you are, a Titanic VHS tape is one super fan in Florida going to save it. Okay, so he's obsessed with the movie, not the boat? He's obsessed with the movie. JD, also known as Titanic Fan 97 on TikTok, has made it his mission to collect at least 1,997 Titanic VHS cassettes in honor of the blockbuster's 1997 debut. They made 25 million of them, he told Variety in an interview published Wednesday, adding that one day he may be able to recover one million copies. Why is a whole nother question. Well, the Oscar-winning film starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet was inspired by the 1912 wreck killing, you know, 1,500 people, the ship's maiden voyage from England to New York City. We know the story. But J.D., a video editor, boasts 1,560 VHS tapes with about 300 purchased at thrift stores and yard sales. He claims the remaining cassettes were sent to him by about 1,400 TikTok followers watching his journey online. He lists a post office box address in Largo, Florida, in his biography. You know, I have to admit, and I, I've been I've been judged on this for twenty five plus years. I strongly disliked that movie. I did too. I you didn't I, say it out loud at the time, but no. I didn't care for it either. And, and the thing about it is, as something of a history buff, and uh, enough so that I married a history major, um, the um, I always thought there were so many fascinating stories on that boat that that wasn't one of them. <laughs> you didn't need to create this. Yeah. Lack of a better term, dopey story. Yeah. Um, I mean, the special effects were wonderful. The music was haunting. But 
It's like they spent all their money on that and the five bucks for the script. (laughs) You know the other movie? I I, have been called soulless multiple times for that opinion. Well, I'll take that moniker. You know the the other movie I didn't care for? Little Mermaid. I thought she was a brat. I thought she was disrespectful. I didn't like the movie. You couldn't say that out loud either. No, you couldn't. And I mean, I I can't in my household. Uh, But, (laughs) um, you know, I'm also not the target audience, so... There is that. Well, you know, I thought it would influence the target audience in all the wrong ways. So, I will say, having been dragged to the new the new version of it, uh, I, I found her less bratty. Well, I would hope so. I won't be seeing it, so I'll have to take your word for it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll continue to work our way through the lighter side of the news. We'll are be back. Are you looking at movie times, Georgine? No. Really, really? I thought you said you weren't going to go. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Then get off Fandango. Seven o'clock. There's a six o'clock. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We are working our way through some of the lighter side of the news. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's very, um, well, it's meaningless. It's not consequential. So I hope you're enjoying it. There's a new trend in weddings. There always is, I suppose. But... Um, Two local farms in England are offering alpaca packages for weddings that take place at their farms. And the uh, the trend is to have alpacas in bow ties and floral wreaths. It's a hot new country wedding trend. I mean, they're really cute looking, but still, they're alpacas. They're not wearing diapers. Enough said. An alpaca farm in Kent, England, that also functions as a wedding venue, is offering a dress up, uh, offering to dress up its alpacas for a bride and groom's special day. The owners of Lower Bush Alpacas recently received a call from someone who asked if they could uh, bring out their alpacas for a planning, a planned wedding, according to the local news. Now, ever since it began offering an alpaca experience last year, the farm has been hired out for nine additional weddings. Farm director John Savage says the wedding package includes taking pictures with the alpacas dressed in bow ties and floral hats and access that allows guests to pet and feed them during the event. That's just what I want to do during a wedding is pet and feed an alpaca. They've all got a nice wreath around their neck and a bow tie, so that makes it okay. Do do they call it an alpacage? They might. I mean, here's how I I see this. I see this with a, a man and a woman standing before the, the the celebrant of the ceremony, he's crying, and she looks at him and says, "I didn't think you'd get this emotional." And he's like, "I I I'm not. Something just smells really funky." <laughs> I think we should probably move on. Probably, yeah. I apologize, as you should. Well, um, Hotels.com, which is a website, revealed the most unusual room service requests at its associated accommodations, including requests for diet water and melted ice cream. Yeah, well, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had diet water. It tastes just like the regular. Anyway, Hotels.com said its inaugural room service report, which analyzed room service trends at hotels listed on the website, uncovered several bizarre requests placed by hotel guests. The site said the weirdest ones reported by hotel staff members included diet water, melted ice cream, blowfish, cockle popcorn, an omelet without egg whites, a rice bowl for a dog, bison meat, and boiled bottled water. 
Boiled. Boiled bottled water. It's not diet water, but it is boiled bottled water. One guest requested the hotel cook and serve a fish the visitor brought with them in, in their luggage, no doubt. And another asked for an egg-free shakshuka. It's an egg-heavy dish, also known as eggs in Hades. Well, Hotels.com said its report also looked at some of the more unusual room service offerings that hotels listed on the site. Uh, Let's see. The Milestone Hotel in London offers in-room concerts for members of the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. The Post Oak Hotel in Houston offers a $1,600 burger with a 24-carat gold brioche bun. The Plaza Hotel in New York City offers a Home Alone Sunday a $300 Home Alone 2 Lost in New York-inspired dessert with 16 scoops of ice cream Ooh. and several layers of toppings. Wow. I guess being a high roller has its perks. I guess so. I mean... 16. You know, that reminds me of the ice cream shop that used to be in Portland. The name just escaped me. Talk about Ferrell's? Ferrell's, Yes. So with I, a when, big you were, when I bucket. thought you were thinking giant ice cream, I'm like, that's got to be, be Ferrell's. Yeah. You know, I just had a birthday. I can barely remember your name, Bob. Anyway. Thanks, Georgette. <laughs> You're young. You can remember my name. I, You know, not as young as I used to be. Well, that's true. None of us is. Yeah, that's right. You had a birthday just about a week and a half ago. Yes, I did. Well, the book was returned to a Washington library after 81 years. Now, I guess it's not that big a deal, but it's always fascinating that someone bothered to actually return it. Well, staff at a Washington library were in for a surprise when a book returned to the facility turning uh, turned out to be 81 years overdue. The Timberland Regional Library said librarians at the Aberdeen Timberland Library received a copy of the Bounty Trilogy by Charles Nordhoff and James Norman Hall this week. And the card inside the cover revealed it had been due back on March the 30th, 1942. The person who returned the book explained it had recently been found in a family storage unit. Librarians were amused to learn the patron who checked out the book had written a review on the inside cover. I wouldn't read this book if I were paid to. (laughs) Library officials calculated the book would have uh, accrued $484 in late fees. I would have thought it would have been more than that. But under the 1942 rate of two cents per day, excluding Sundays and holidays. However, the library did away with late fees during the COVID-19 pandemic. The moral of the story, if you have an overdue book collecting dust, return it to the library. We'll take it back and the bounty will be considered paid, the library said on its Facebook page. 81 years. You know, it's it's um, it's kind of funny that uh, they didn't fi- it wouldn't have been an extra fine for, well, defacing the inside of the book. Yeah, really? <laughs> I, I would have thought that would have been a little bit more, but uh a couple of years ago, when my parents were downsizing, uh, they uh, found a book of library book that I had checked out sometime during high school. Really? And they just very quietly took it back to the library, put it in the Dropbox. <laughs> and left I, they it They probably long had given up on it. Probably. Uh, but uh, to this day, I don't think I'm welcome in any Clark County libraries. But hey, you know. <laughs> so I would say you are officially a fugitive from the law. Uh, I am the 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 uh, or at least the fugitive from the books about the law. I think the statute of limitations on such crimes is limitless. I will be reporting you. Probably that's the right thing to do. A talented cocker spaniel in Scotland showed off his unusual skill and earned a Guinness World Record by using his mouth. This is a dog, mind you, 
to deposit 23 coins into a piggy bank in one minute. Huh? Uh, Emily Anderson of Aberdeen, Scotland, said it took about two years to train the four-year-old dog. Really? Wasted half his life on this. (laughs) Two years. Uh, The dog's name is Leo to master the art of putting 10 pence coins into a piggy bank. Poor Leo. Yeah. Poor Leo officially attempted the record for the most coins deposited into a piggy bank by a dog in one minute in front of several witnesses at Logie Derno (laughs) Village Hall. The canine managed to put 23 cents into the bank in the allotted time, beating the previous record of 18. Over the last two years... There was a previous record. There was a previous record. Some other poor dog. Yeah. Over the (laughs) last two years, I had to uh, dry so many 10 pence coins... They get absolutely covered in saliva each time he picks them up, and then they're hard to pick up. Okay. Ew. So they need to be dried again. Oh, no, they need to be sandblasted is what I would say. Anderson, a professional dog trainer, who I should say should know better, said Leo's other tricks include painting, tennis, and even CPR maneuvers. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Just let me go if the only hope of revival is the dog. Just let me go see Jesus. I do not want that dog in my face. Well, the good news is, I mean, if the, if, you know, the authorities come to their senses Ugh. and take the dog away for cruelty to animals for this bizarre stunt. <laughs> With a name like Leo, I think there's a guy in Florida that might be willing to adopt him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Titanic fan. Why there you not? go. Let's see. Three men were swept out to sea. No, no, that's not the end of the story. On a giant inflatable duck. Uh, marine researchers in England said a paddleboarder came to the assistance of three men who drifted out to sea on an inflatable duck. The Royal National Lifeboat Institution's Appledore Station said volunteers were conducting training exercises when they received word that three men who had floated away from Westward Ho Beach on a giant inflatable duck needed assistance. A friend in a kayak attempted to push the duck to shore, but the unusual flotation device was soon more than 650 feet from shore. Okay, this is a little scary. Uh, it's the, more, than, more than getting your feathers ruffled. Absolutely. The Royal National Lifeboat Institution's Appledore Station said rescuers were still on their way to the scene when a man on a paddleboard ventured out to tow the inflatable back to the beach. The paddleboarder was able to bring the duck close enough to shore for the three men to jump out and return to the beach. The inflatable was then blown back out to sea. So next time you're on the Oregon or Washington coast... Look up. The duck was retrieved. Oh, okay. uh, By the RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute. Um, uh, They dubbed the inflatable quackers and joked it was uh, their new apprentice crew member. So it's good to laugh at it. I mean, you know, these things aren't free. So as as we close the segment, I, I have to ask the question. Who pays the bill? Is that supposed to be a play on words? A little bit. Bill. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think perhaps we should just take a break. I, I suppose so. We've got news and traffic coming up at the top of the hour. Again, my apologies. And when we return, this week's Christian Outlook. So stay with us. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.